Well, we're in this series called Miracles. Nothing is too hard for God. And excited to continue this series today. And whenever I go into a public restroom and somebody is doing number two, and you know they're doing number two, and now some of you look confused that you don't, you don't know what number two is. So let me explain a little bit. Number one is pee-pee. Number two is poo-poo. Okay, everybody, everybody, we're all on the same page right now. So somebody's doing number two in the public restroom, and, and I, I, I walk in the restroom. I know they're doing number two, and they get out the, 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 the stall, and, and they don't wash their hands. Now, now, that's nasty, church. I don't care what you say. You know, and now sometimes I'll see somebody, I've seen this before, have you ever seen this before? They come out the, the stall and they, and they get water on their hands. Don't use no soap. I'm like, hey, that's not holy water. We need, some, we need a little soap right there. We need a little soap to kind of help out some things, you know what I'm saying? And, and I, think, I just think that's not, and they start touching on stuff and pushing on the paper towel dispenser and touching the sink and opening the door up. And, and then you get in the hallway, you have this happen, and they want to shake your head, you know what I mean? Like, hey, pastor, give me the elbow, give me the elbow. I can just, I'm good with the elbow today. I, I, just, I just think it's, it's nasty. And whoever invented the motion-censored paper towels. You're a genius. I want to kiss you on your forehead. You know, you can walk in the public restroom now. You just walk in, the lights will come on. It's just motion-censored. You walk in and you put your hand underneath the soap and it just comes out by just a little motion. You, you put your hand underneath the water, a little motion, the water comes out. And now you can wave on the paper towels and then just a little motion and the paper towels will come out. I am so grateful for that invention because about 1.30 y'all are nasty and I thank God for it (laughs) and what I want to teach you about today is that there are some miracles that will only be activated in your life by movement by by movement that that today as we continue this series on miracles I want to speak from this thought your miracle requires movement And there's an incredible story in the Bible that talks about this woman's movement and how it activated her miracle. I want us to look at this story today in Mark chapter number 5 and pick up reading with me in verse number 24. It says, so Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed. Come on, every location, everybody shout pressed. Notice it, pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. She, she moved. Notice this. She moved. She, she pressed through the crowd, touched his cloak, because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped. And she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. This woman was in need of a miracle. And she heard that Jesus had arrived in the city. Now catch this. She didn't just sit and say, I sure hope Jesus comes my way. She didn't just say, I'm not going to do anything. And if God wants to heal me, then he'll just do it. 
No, no. This woman moved towards Jesus. She pressed her way through the crowd and she touched Jesus. And there are some miracles that will only happen because you moved towards Jesus. You pressed your way to Jesus. Let me say it like this. There's a blessing in the pressing. Go ahead and just tell your neighbor that right now. Just say, there's a blessing in the pressing. Yes, yes. Your miracle is on the other side of your movement. And the devil will try his very best to do everything he can to keep you from pressing towards Jesus. But what I've come to teach you today is that no matter what comes your way in life, no matter how challenging life gets, you have to keep moving. You have to keep pressing because there's a blessing in the pressing you have to press past pain this lady had been bleeding and in pain for 12 long years the bible says over time that her problem only grew worse and worse the pain continued to increase and what I've learned about life is pain is no joke. Pain is no respecter of persons. Pain doesn't care about your social or economic status. Pain doesn't care about your skin color. Pain doesn't care about the country you live in. Pain doesn't care about your career. Pain doesn't care about the neighborhood you live in. When pain hits, it hurts. Pain paralyzes and stops so many people from moving forward and pressing forward and touching Jesus. And many of you today, you're facing some serious pain in your life. Some of you are facing physical pain. You're, you're living with a disease, a sickness. Some of you have chronic pain. You have a family member that's battling some type of sickness or illness. And when pain hits, it hurts. Some of you are facing emotional pain. You're grieving a loss or a death of a loved one or a friend. You're battling depression. You're battling worry and stress and anxiety. And when pain hits, it hurts. Some of you are dealing with relational pain. Your marriage is on the rocks. You face the pain of a divorce, the betrayal of a friend. You faced abuse. You're dealing with the emotional pain of loneliness. Some of you, it's financial pain. You can't pay all your bills. You can't retire like you were planning to do because your retirement accounts are way down. You're overwhelmed with debt. You're stressed over money. When pain hits, it hurts. Some of you, it's career pain. You've lost your job. Business sales have been declining at your company. You're, you're, you're struggling at your workplace with your boss or, or your employees, and, and they're causing you so much pain on the inside. And when pain hits, it hurts. And pain can either paralyze you or it can propel you forward. And this woman used her 
pain to propel her forward. She heard about Jesus and she pressed through her pain and she touched Jesus. This woman knew her answer was Jesus. And I want you to know that no matter what kind of pain that you're facing in life, your answer is always Jesus. J-E-S-U-S. Jesus is always the answer. No matter how much pain you're in, you have to press towards Jesus. Church, keep moving towards Jesus. Don't allow the pain to paralyze you. It's been an emotional week or two for me. It was a year ago in October that my dad was severely sick and had lost 30 or 40 pounds and he was in the hospital in Ada, Oklahoma. And I made several trips back and forth from Oklahoma City to Ada to see my dad. Uh, The doctors had ran lots of tests on him and could not figure out what was wrong with him. And I remember it was On November the 16th, I received a phone call. Your dad has stage four cancer. And I drove up that evening on November the 16th to see my dad in the hospital. When I walked in, I realized he doesn't know about this news. So I was the one to tell my dad, dad, you have stage four cancer. I asked the doctors how long he had to live. They said, well, he could live for several months. Ten days later, November the 26th, my dad died. On December the 3rd of last year, I preached my dad's funeral. I was in an emotional funk. Shortly after my dad's funeral, I got sick. I was dealing with depression. It was just heavy. And yet what I just did is I didn't feel like doing it, but I got up the next morning and I prayed and read my Bible. Nothing changed. I still was depressed and fighting sickness and heaviness in my soul and got up the next day and prayed and read my Bible and got up the next day and prayed and read my Bible. Didn't feel like it. Can I tell you, you serve God long enough, sometimes you don't feel like praying and reading your Bible. You serve God long enough, you won't feel like coming to church. You serve God long enough, you won't feel like worshiping sometimes. But I just kept praying and reading my Bible because when you don't know what to do, you just do what you know to do. So I just kept praying and reading my Bible. I kept praying and reading my Bible. And I can't tell you what day in January it happened, but there was a day in January during our 21 days of prayer and fasting. I got up that morning and I read my Bible and and I prayed and I sought God. And I I can just take something broke on the inside of me. Like the heaviness left. I felt the depression lift off of me. And I, I got my stride back. I'm so glad when I was facing the pain that I did not give up. I just kept pressing toward Jesus and that's a word for somebody today you're dealing with pain it's a reality the pain is real but don't let the pain paralyze you you have to keep pressing towards Jesus one touch from Jesus can change everything do what you know to do keep praying keep reading your Bible keep coming to church keep seeking God keep pressing towards Jesus you got to press past pain you got to press past disappointment The Bible says she went to doctor after doctor and could not find any answers to her problem. 
The Bible actually says she grew worse. The doctor bills are piling up so severely that she spent all of her money. Scripture says she spent everything trying to find a cure. Nothing was working. She's getting worse and worse. You talk about extreme disappointment. No one could help her. She's broke. Her health is declining. This is a recipe for hopelessness. It's a recipe to give up. I'm giving all of my money. I'm trying to find out why I'm bleeding, why I can't stop. I'm spending all of my money. I'm seeing doctor after doctor. Nothing is helping. I'm telling you, that's a recipe to quit moving forward. And what your spiritual enemy will try to do to you is he'll try to use disappointment to stop you from moving towards Jesus. Has disappointment, think about this. Has some disappointment in your life caused you to stop pressing towards Jesus? Maybe it's the disappointment of your child that's making horrible decisions and it's breaking your heart. Maybe it's the disappointment because you thought this was the person you were going to marry and they ended the relationship. Maybe it's the disappointment because your marriage is in a bad place and you don't see how it could ever get any better. Maybe it's the disappointment that you're working so hard at your job and you believe you deserve the promotion, but you get, keep just getting passed over and passed over and you're just disappointed. Maybe you're a student in school and you're disappointed because your grades aren't so good and you feel like, a failure. You feel horrible that you're not doing good in school and, and you're disappointed. Maybe you find yourself disappointed over the prayers you've prayed and they have not been answered. You've been praying and praying and nothing has gotten any better. You find yourself still sick and still struggling and still hurting and the situation has not turned around. It's actually worse. And the devil wants to use disappointment to stop you from pressing toward Jesus. But like this lady in Mark chapter 5, you have to keep pressing past disappointment. You have to keep pursuing Jesus with all of your heart. Church, here's what I've come to teach you today. Your miracle is in your movement. That there's a blessing in the pressing. This lady, although disappointment, although full of pain, she pressed past pain. She pressed past disappointment. And her miracle was on the other side of her movement. Number three, you got to press past religion. Press past religion. Let me give you a little history here about what's transpiring in this lady's life. The religious law of the day said that this woman was unclean because of her bleeding. And she was unclean so she could not go out in public. She, she couldn't be around her family. She couldn't be around her friends. She couldn't be around others in the community. She was an outcast. She wasn't allowed to, to come close to people. She wasn't allowed to come close to Jesus. The law said you can't go touch Jesus. You can't be around Jesus. You're unclean. And religion will keep you away from Jesus. Religion will tell you that you've messed up so much, you can't come to church. You can't worship Jesus. You're too nasty. What are you, you, you're going to try to touch Jesus. You're, 
You're unworthy. You're unclean. Your sin is so bad. In today's vernacular, you're ratchet. You've blown it too many times. You've made too many mistakes. So you need to stay away from Jesus. But like this woman, don't allow religion to keep you away from Jesus. You see, religion says first go clean up. But Jesus says come to me messed up. Jesus isn't afraid of your mess. Jesus is not afraid of your junk. Jesus is not afraid of your issues. You got to keep pressing towards Jesus. As I told you at the very beginning of this series, you can't receive a miracle unless you first have a mess. Your mess only means you're a candidate for a miracle. And religion will try to keep you away from Jesus. I, I know this personally. When I was growing up, I went to church some, went to Sunday school some. I remember getting picked up on the bus and going to Sunday school and going to church. And I had a great grandma. I'm here today because of my grandma. Anybody else have a grandma that prayed for you? My grandma prayed for me. I had a praying grandma. Oh, man. Grandma Mary. Thank God for Grandma Mary. Prayed me in. I remember Grandma Mary told me when I was a kid. I was in elementary school. Grandma Mary told me, you're going to be a preacher. I'm like, Grandma, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I'm not going to preach. I'm going to be a baseball player is what I'm going to be. I didn't know what Grandma's talking about. But she told me, you're going to be a preacher. I remember getting water baptized. I got water baptized for all the wrong reasons. I wanted Grandma to be happy and want to please Grandma. But, but I knew about church. Like, I knew the Bible stories. I went to Sunday school some, went to church some, and Grandma praying for me, grandma telling me I was going to be a preacher, and yet I, I decided I was going to do my own thing. And I was living wild and having sex and, and looking at pornography and just living wild, listening to filthy music. I, just, I was just, out, just living wild. And, and you know, it's one thing when you live wild and you don't know any better. But there's a, it's a whole other thing when you know better. Right? Like I knew, like grandma told me, and I knew the Bible stories. And I knew about, about living for the Lord. I knew, about, I knew about those kinds of things. It's another thing when you live in wild and you know better. And because of that, I felt shame. I felt condemnation. I felt guilty. I felt like I just couldn't really, couldn't be around Jesus. I didn't want to be around church. because I just knew I was living wrong. And I didn't understand that religion will just keep you away from Jesus and keep you away from church and keep you away from, from praying. But, but, but I had a football coach. And my football coach, hey, he knew I was living wild. He knew I was bitter. He knew I was angry. He knew I wasn't serving God. But my football coach invited me. I'm so glad I didn't have a religious football coach that didn't, didn't look at me and go, because you're so wild, Jesus can't do anything with you. He said, why don't you come tonight to Fellowship of Christian Athletes? And I showed up that Thursday night. I went there for pizza. And that night, I got Jesus. And Jesus changed my life that night. I, I, I was running from church. I was running from God. I didn't want anything to do with church. But I encountered Jesus. He came, he touched me. I came to him messed up. And then Jesus cleaned me up. And that next Sunday, I got back in church. I got water baptized that Sunday, but I got water baptized for all the wrong reasons. I didn't do it for grandma. I did it for Jesus because I knew Jesus changed my life and I was going to live for him the rest of my life. And I've come to tell somebody, religion will tell you, first go clean up. And Jesus says, no, come to me messed up. Come with your 
junk. Come with your filth. Come with your issues. Come with me. Press on to me, and I'll clean you up. I'll change your life. I'll turn you around, and then next Sunday, I want you to get water baptized, but do it for Jesus. I'm, do, I'm going to go public because my life belongs to Jesus. Hey, hey, church, don't let religion, don't let your past, don't let your issues keep you from pressing towards Jesus. Number four is press past people. Press past people. The Bible said that this lady had to press through the crowd to get to Jesus. And I can only imagine what she faced as she pressed through the crowd of people. I try to put myself in the story. She's considered unclean. She's not supposed to be in public. And I can just see people saying, girl, is that Gertrude? What is Gertrude doing out here? She, she, she's unclean. She's been bleeding for years. Gertrude, don't you touch us. Gertrude, stay away from us. Gertrude, what are you doing? I'm trying to get to Jesus. Gertrude, you can't get to Jesus. You're unclean. He'll become unclean. 12 years, 12 years, people, what they were saying about her, how they were talking about her, but Gertrude pressed right through that crowd of people until she got to Jesus. And some of you today, you need to press past some people. You need to press past some negative influences. Some of you have surrounded yourself with the wrong people and the crowd you're running with is keeping you stuck in an addiction. The crowds you're running with is keeping you stuck in bad habits. The crowd that you're running with is keeping you stuck making bad decisions. They're keeping you stuck from your miracle and your life change and your life change. And you have to press past those negative influences. Some of you, you need to get some right people in your life. Your miracle is on the other side of you pressing past the wrong people and pressing to the right people and getting the right godly people in your life. Getting in a small group, getting on a dream team, getting surrounded by the right people. It's amazing what can happen in your life when you get the right people around you. You got to press past negative influences. Some of you, the people you need to press past is press past some doubters. Some of you have doubters in your ear. They keep doubting what God can do in your life. Doubters, and they, doubters can mean well, but doubters will say things like this. Your situation is never going to change. You're not going to ever get a miracle. Child, you're still praying. How long have you been praying about that? You're still going to church? Like, why are you doing that still? You're still serving? You, you're still tithing? You're still worshiping God? Like, why are you still doing that and doubters get in your ear? They'll say, it's not working for you. You ought to just give up. And you've got to learn to press past your doubters. There's a blessing in the pressing. Some of you have to press past your haters. Anybody have any haters in your life? Just one or two. Yeah, any haters. And, and the thing about haters, they're different than doubters because haters are malicious. Haters are trying to hurt you, not help you. Haters will drag you down. They're trying to talk about you. They, they want to destroy your life. They want to destroy your family. They'll get on social media and they'll talk about you. Like haters come after you. They don't want you to succeed. They don't want you to win. They don't want you to get your breakthrough. They don't want things to turn around. And you've got to learn to press past your haters and get to Jesus. Don't let a hater paralyze you. Some of you need to get off of social media looking at what everybody's saying about you. Stop it. 
Stop it. Quit getting around people talking bad about you. What, what did you hear? What they say? What did they say about me? Who, who cares? Press past your, your haters. Touch Jesus. Some of you need to press past yourself. Because whenever you're waiting on a miracle and you've been praying and you've been believing God and you've been come walking forward for prayer and you've been seeking God and you're coming to church and you're worshiping and you're serving and and you haven't seen anything happen, you can find yourself discouraged and thinking, is it really worth it? You can start to think, should I keep moving forward? I just might as well give up. And you got to press past your own emotions. You got to press past your own thinking. I've come to tell you it's worth it. Don't stop pressing. Your miracle is on the other side of your movement. There's a blessing in the pressing. 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 You got to press past your own feelings. Press past your own thinking. Press past those thoughts. I'm going to give up. No, there's a blessing in the pressing. Don't stop pressing. The theme verse of my life, Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 9 don't grow weary in well doing because at the due season in due time at the proper time you will reap a harvest if you do not give up there's a blessing in the pressing don't you give up there's a blessing in the pressing don't you quit there's a blessing in the pressing don't you stop there's a blessing in the pressing keep moving and touching Jesus father I thank you for your word today I thank you that you're speaking to hearts and lives today Oh, I thank you that there's encouragement today, God. Like this lady, we've struggled, we've got issues, we've got situations. Oh, but God, give us the tenacity to keep pressing to touch you. And I thank you right now, God, that you're speaking to hearts and lives. You're, you're bringing transformation to our hearts and our thinking. And God, I thank you for miracles on the other side of our movement. In Jesus' name, I pray. His eyes are still closed and heads are bowed today. Some of you could relate to my story at all the locations. You can relate to how when I was living wild and living in sin and doing all the wrong things, and you find yourself there today and you feel guilty, you feel ashamed, you, you feel condemnation, you feel unworthy, you feel like I can't come to God. God will never forgive me. He knows what I've done. All the, all the things I've done, God will never forgive me. It's a lie from the evil one. Today, God loves you. There's a plan for you. He wants to forgive you of all of your sins. If you're here, you've never given Jesus Christ your life. As I count to three, I want you to raise your hand no matter what you've done. There's grace and mercy. You come to Jesus just like you are. Some of you, you know better. You used to serve God. You used to live for God. But you've drifted away. You've drifted back into the world. Today is the day to say, God, I'm coming back home. You come just like you are. Rededicate your life to the Lord. And he's going to take your life. He's going to clean you up today. If that's you, you want to give your life to Jesus for the first time or rededicate your life to the Lord, today is your day. As I count to three, would you slip your hand up high in the air and I want to lead you in a prayer today. One, two, three. Just lift it high right now. Say, Pastor, that's me. I see your hand there. Others today, see your hand. Others today, just slip it high. That's it. See your hand there. Others today, just lift it high. Come on, Mabel Bassett. Come on, Midwest City, Northwest. Edmund, just lifted high. Indianapolis, those online, just slip your hand up high in the air right now. Are there others today? Today's your day to rededicate your life to the Lord. Today's your day to say yes to Jesus. Is there somebody else today? Just waiting another second to give you an opportunity. That's it. Is there somebody else? Somebody else? Somebody else? I'm going to ask the hands that are raised today to pray this prayer with me. Confess it with your mouth. Believe it in your heart. God's going to wash away your sins today. Pray with me now, Heavenly Father. I turn away from my sin 
and I turn my life over to Jesus. Today I receive God's grace, I receive his mercy, and I receive his forgiveness. I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior, and I will live for him the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen.